Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. In three, it's Old Sama. Lenton's up there flying in lane number six. Lenton and also Veltus. Veltus in four is going nicely. Steers in front. It's Veltus. Lenton trying to go with her. Lenton's finishing hard. Veltus and it's Old Sama. Veltus, Old Sama, Lenton. Oh, who's got there? Lenton. Old Sama, Veltus. Amazingly tight. It's gold medal number five for Libby Lenton. There's only one kind of girl you're allowed to be in Australian swimming, and that's golden. Libby Lenton was as golden as they get. Golden hair, golden skin, golden smile, and lots of golden medals. She won gold in the 2004 Athens Olympics, the 2008 Beijing Olympics, the 2012 London Olympics, and all the Commonwealth Games and world titles in between. Along the way, Libby Lenton got married and she became Libby Trickett. She retired and then made a comeback and set an Olympic record, winning the fourth Olympic gold medal of her career. But when she finally retired for good at 37, Libby found a very large Olympic pool-shaped hole in her life and filling it has taken more out of her than she could ever have imagined. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm, tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Just try and imagine for a minute that you've spent your entire life surrounded by a team of specialists focused on you, on your mind, your body, your nutrition, your wellness, your betterment, your muscles. It's Team Libby all the way, every day. And then it's over. And you're a mum. That could be a bit of a downer, no? You go from being the best in the world at something to being a shit kicker who has no idea what they're doing or why they're doing it. And you kind of have to spend the next part of your life 
working out how to channel all of this energy that you have into something tangible. So much of your identity is wound up in Libby Trickett, the swimmer. That's how people know me and that's how people may always know me. So it's really hard to get away from that persona. And it's frustrating because you're kind of trying to reinvent yourself in some way to understand who you want to be when you grow up outside of the sport and uh, navigate that sort of um, transition. But that's one area. But then you're not spending time with the people you've spent, you know, the better part of a decade with. So you've lost your support network. And then you're not exercising 35 hours a week anymore. So your, your hormones and your serotonin levels are all over the place. You kind of don't know how to navigate that. And then you're no longer doing something that you are incredibly passionate about. I have had postnatal depression with my firstborn and I was so, um, I was so worried about whether we would be able to sort of cope with it all. That's probably been the darkest period of time in my life. You kind of just expect to be able to do it because everybody seems to have kids and seems to be able to cope. And I kind of didn't really understand how challenging sleep deprivation was and how challenging having this little being rely wholly and solely on you and that expectation that I placed on myself to do things perfectly all of the time. I think particularly going through my first retirement and going through that period of depression, there's a few things that I understood about myself, which was exercise is a really key managing tool for me. I was seeing a psychologist all during my swimming career. So I had the ability to talk to someone, a professional, about how I was feeling. The biggest thing for me was changing that mentality of an athlete where you can't show vulnerability. Asking for help for me was a real feeling of weakness. It took me longer than it should have to really ask for the help that I needed. It took eight months <laughs> post my daughter's um birth and through five months of extreme sleep deprivation to go I'm not coping I was pretty volatile with my emotions I was super angry that was probably the main emotion that was that I was showing and it's also understanding how depression looks and it looks different on different people and it looks different at different times in your life and anger for me was the main symptom I guess during that period of time and it took me a good eight months to recognise that I, I really needed to get the help that I needed. That wasn't weakness. Yes, it's vulnerability, but there's no shame in it. It was actually what I needed to do to not only be a better parent, but to be better in myself so that I could thrive and if I thrive, then my daughter will thrive. The really obvious first step, I think, for anybody is to go talk to someone you trust 
And that might be a loved one, that might be a friend, it might be a professional counsellor or a psychologist. For me, it was my GP. After my first conversation with my husband, I went and saw the GP and with him came up with a mental health plan, um, which just was so important in my road to recovery. We came up with a plan where it was get Poppy into daycare one day a week. So I had a day to myself to sleep or to go get my nails done or go for a swim or whatever it was, just a few hours to myself where I could just calm my brain and calm myself. I found articulating that I needed help just lifted the load. Like it felt like the weight had lifted and I was able to take a breath and start to take those steps out of the darkness. My daughters as, they're a lot. (laughs) I love them. They're a lot. Uh, They're exhausting, but I, I, it's hard to explain, but they're just, they fill me up with joy. Uh, They, they are hilarious and stubborn and I just love seeing them grow and develop. That's something that really fills me up. And then for me personally, like my husband's great. I love him dearly as well. We, we laugh a lot, which is something that's really important to me. But uh, I've gotten to this point in my life where I really like me. I'm like so far from perfect. It's not funny, but I, I like what I do. I, I want to be a good human. I want to try and make the world a better place in whatever way that I can. And I love what I'm doing. You know, I'm studying a Bachelor of Counseling. I'm wanting to, to help people in different ways. And that, I don't know, that really brings me joy. And I feel like, I feel really lucky because, you know, swimming was my first love. It was my first passion. I was so lucky to do that for so long. And now I feel really lucky because although the last eight years has been challenging since retiring from that and letting go of that first love, I feel like I've come to a point where I've found what my passion is again and I feel energised and I feel excited and I feel happy to be doing what I'm doing. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? 
Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.